Welcome to the Econ Dev Show. We explore the strategies, ideas, and insights that are driving economic development forward into the future. You'll hear new insights from passionate EDs about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from attraction and retention experts about how to apply actionable strategies inside your EDO. We'll help take your organization, your community, and your career to the next level. Here's your host, Dane Carlson. Welcome back. Today we're here with Tom Wengler. Tom is the founder of Convergence, a software firm focused on working with organizations that impact communities. Convergence has optimized HubSpot's CRM to tackle the work of economic development, workforce development, tourism, talent attraction, business incubators, and business accelerators. Tom, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Dane, so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. I've been uh, following you for a while and enjoy your newsletter as well. Good. I appreciate that. You and I have talked in the past. Um, we've made sales calls to me at my job at the Galveston County Economic Development, and we've talked about HubSpot. I've used HubSpot in the past in other industries, but for our listeners who aren't familiar with it, why don't you just give us the brief overview of what it is, what Convergence is, what you do, just the, the five-minute version. Yeah, you bet. So we've been working with economic developers since 2010 and HubSpot over the last three years. So HubSpot is like Salesforce and a little bit more. So it's not just a CRM because we think it takes a little bit more than just CRM to win these days. It's also a marketing platform. So what I've been able to do, and actually without a single programmer involved, so there's no code, I've optimized HubSpot for a bunch of different vertical markets. And I just happen to be passionate about working with communities that are trying to grow and get better and make an economic impact. For some reason or another, the idea of helping someone get a better job just means a lot to me. And if I wasn't doing this, I would be an economic developer. I would at least try. <laughs> it's not an easy path. But man, the rewards that, that are available to the people in this industry are, are incredible. So we've built a great product and we've built on top of a fantastic product, HubSpot. If, so you know how easy it is to use. And we've made it understand vertical markets. So the people in the audience that are looking or open to the idea of software that understands you, maybe we've got something that can contribute to the effort. That's really how we position ourselves. We're just trying to help and solve problems for economic developers and really want to help communities grow. Excellent. Let's back up for, yeah. so we're not talking in acronyms that some of our listeners don't understand. Sure. A, a CRM software, that's a customer relationship management software. That's like your address book. That's, you know, like in your phone, you have your contacts. That's what keeps track of that. And then when you say a market marketing software, what kind of marketing are we talking about? Yeah. So if you think about it this way, right? What Economic developers need that shared collaboration address book. And in that book, we should have the contacts that you work with, site selectors, new industry prospects, workforce partners, alliances, and of course, your local business community. Now, all of those people work at companies, right? So we need to have a profile of the person and a profile of their company. Once we have that, we can put those people into different marketing or one or more marketing lists. So if you're on a marketing list, 
say of site selectors, with HubSpot, now you can target those site selectors with ads on LinkedIn, which is cool. So when the ad comes in from LinkedIn, it drops straight into the CRM database and it credits that marketing campaign with what we would call a lead conversion. We can also email those site selectors because they're a group, right? So it's instead of buying constant contact or MailChimp, we just do it all through one unified platform. If you were to send an email to a thousand site selectors, you might have a particular site that you're trying to market, right? So what you can do with HubSpot is create a landing page that's all about that site. So now we know which site selectors opened the email, how many and how many times they opened it and what they clicked on. Then we, when they go to the landing page, we have visibility of that. And if they're on the landing page, they can choose to engage in an online chat. They could use a chat bot. You've seen those, right? Where it says, hey, thanks for visiting this page. Can we help you with A, B, or C? And then if you pick B, it takes you on a certain path. If you pick A, it's another path. Like choose your own adventure. Right. We capture that information. And if someone fills out a form, maybe in order to download the real estate property data, we capture that data and it either creates a new contact record, or in this case, they're already in the database. It gives us that intelligence. And it says, site selector Steve opened our email three times, went to the landing page twice, then went here, then went there, engaged in a chat and downloaded this asset. Then we can fire a workflow that says, based on that, we would like to send email to email three, schedule a phone call for four days after that, send them a LinkedIn message six days later. So that kind of marketing automation is possible with, with HubSpot. Gotcha. So <laughs> that's, yeah, that's interesting. And I'm sure that most of our listeners have, have heard of something like this or have seen something like this or maybe even thought about doing um, something like this. Yeah. Where I guess the there's a number of questions that come to mind. Number one, you talked about marketing on LinkedIn. And right. so advertising to site selectors or advertising um, your properties there, something there and driving site selectors to your website. You also talked about sending out an email. The question that I hear all the time is, where do I get a list of site selectors to send them an email to share with, the, with them the properties that we have available? What do you recommend that our listeners do in that situation? Any system that does mass email marketing, the rules around that really say, hey, you've got to have a relationship before you blast people with email, which is a really great question. Now, I do know of somebody that will sell you a list of site selectors with email addresses. What you can do is import those site selectors right into HubSpot. And from there, you can send them a one-to-one -one email. We would use an email template. This is a great task, by the way, for an intern to do. And the way we would set it up, it would be very click, click, next one, click, number three. So an intern could get through those emails to the site selectors right away. Now, that's what we call a one-to-one -one email. And you might even want to personalize that email. But we'll also track those email opens. And if they open or don't open the email, we know that. 
if they go from the email back to that landing page or to your website or someone else, somewhere else, we're actually able to pick that information up and put it inside of the company record. Now, another way to get in front of site selectors, and, and there's a couple ways. One would be social media. So your social media, that is actually another aspect inside of HubSpot where you can create a marketing post or a bunch of them and choose to release those on certain channels at the time and date of your choosing. Your social media post should be well-crafted to tell a story and, and be compelling. Because think about how many ads people are bombarded with every day. You've got to find a way to stand out. Now, if you get really creative, you can get their attention. So that's another aspect to this. There's also one other technology that we use where I can build in that audience of site selectors and I can have a what's called a drip campaign. So it's automated and it's all done through LinkedIn. So that this technology reaches out to the site selector with uh, invitation message, carefully crafted, number one. If they don't respond, we'll send message two or message three. And the idea is to warm those people up and allow them to connect with you. So I think we can all agree having more LinkedIn connections with site selectors is probably a good idea, right? Because right. they become part of your LinkedIn audience. And you can now target, now you're getting closer, right? Because they're in your database, they're warming up, they know you, they trust you. You've done a great job personally with your social media. Like in, I would say, in, maybe it's just me, but in the last couple months, you've really elevated your own personal social media game through the newsletter. Mm-hmm. And through this podcast, you've suddenly become a big voice in economic development. I don't know if you know that or not, but to, that's at least my perception. And really, that's just so publishing a newsletter and doing a podcast and doing it consistently over and over, week after week, regardless of whether I feel like it or not, sitting <laughs> down and doing the work. And the truth is, that's what that's how you make sales. That's how economic development or any sort of sales-based business works. You get out there and you consistently put out the content that that your audience wants to see. And yeah, after a short period of time, you're the expert because you're the one that everybody's seeing all the time. And that that's just how it works. So that's, yeah, that's an excellent insight. And I appreciate you saying that. I, that was my goal. Um, yeah. When I started all this was, you know what, I'm going to be the economic developer that everybody knows based on a newsletter and a podcast. And I'm not the greatest economic developer in the world, but I'm, if I can be one of the most well-known, then, Hey, that's, that's phenomenal. That's my niche. So, so um, how many, how many site selectors have started listening to you now? Do you know? Oh, a bunch. I, yeah, I don't have to introduce myself as much anymore. I don't have to explain who I am yeah. or what I'm doing or whatever it, they know if I say, Hey, you want to be on the podcast? They don't have to, they don't say what podcast they don't say, you know, what newsletter they don't say any of those things. They know it's working. And I've only been doing this since March or maybe nine months. If you put out content consistently on, on social media, it works. It and absolutely works. This is the great thing. So here's the other thing people tell me all the time, site selectors, they don't like to be marketed to. Does anybody? <laughs> right. Nobody likes to be marketed yeah. to. That's, that's the truth. Yeah. Right. 
unless it's relevant and you're in need. Like, if you're in market and aren't site selectors always in market to buy something? Exactly. That's yeah. their job, right? Exactly the same yeah. way that it's the economic developer's job to get the information about the sites out. It's the site selector's job to find sites and present them to their clients. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So in market for a car happens every couple of years for some mm -hmm. people, or for some, it's every 10 years. Who's always in market for a new vehicle? Always. Motorcycle riders. If you ride a motorcycle, or also if you're if you have a boat, those boaters are always looking at new boats every day of the year, at least every week of the year. Motorcycle riders, the same thing. Site selectors are just like these people. It's their job. They're out looking for that content, looking for that next site. They want to be on the inside track. Now, the other thing, people don't like to fill out a form on a website. Now, why is that? When, when you fill out any form on any website, well, you're, going you get an, you're going to get an email or a phone call or something immediately. But what if we, you go to websites to find information? Wouldn't it be great if you could just type in what you're looking for and get the information? One of the hardest things to do is to put yourself in the shoes of the buyer. Even though we, you sell and market to these people all day long, it's really a different mental exercise to put yourself on the other side of the table. But when you do, if you came up with the top hundred and collect like baseball cards when you're a kid, collect the questions that site selectors ask. With HubSpot, you could actually use what's called the knowledge base which is a searchable online knowledge base. And in it, you can you put the questions and the answers and a menu so the site selectors can just get the information they need, which is great, but you don't give them everything they need. You give them 80% of it. If you give them the 80%, they're going to want the 100 in most cases. Gotcha. Give you them know, just when... enough to keep them coming back. Give me the ice cream, but no cone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You just give them just a little bit. Now that's interesting because the I used HubSpot. It, let's see. That was probably five, five years ago, five, about five years ago or so. I used HubSpot in a job that was an economic development. And it was in a, a, a B2B company and I was running marketing. For, it was a lighting manufacturer, heavy industrial lighting company. And I was okay. running their marketing. And yeah. I came in and they had a team of, I don't know, a dozen outside salespeople traveling around the country, going to lighting distributors and lighting wholesalers and contractors and whoever trying to sell them, sell their products. And they brought me in and I said, I think they had decided to use HubSpot when they had brought right before they brought me in. So they brought me in and basically put me in charge of the whole thing. And I rolled out HubSpot and using basically that same plan of putting all the information that we had about the lights and all the content that we had, all the information that anybody would ever want to know about the lights on the website, but gating it behind forms that required people to give us some information. Did that and it took a couple, three months to do that, get it all set up, get it all built out. And then we had a list, they had a list of contacts and I put those in the system and they started getting emails regularly from us and, and whatnot. And they started, people started coming to the website. We started sponsoring articles in industry publications, trade magazines, kinds of things, announcements about various products and whatnot. And within three months later, so it's six months total, six months from rollout. Um, and from when I started at the six month period of time, they laid off 
about 90% of their outside salespeople because we had more leads in the pipeline, had more than a year's worth of leads in the pipeline, and they didn't need them out there beating the bush anymore because the companies, the, the people that are the buyers were coming to us. Inbound and, marketing. That's exactly. inbound. Yeah. Right. As opposed to outbound, as opposed to going yeah. out and calling them and finding them. And that same concept works exactly. That's what we do here in Galveston County to, to find leads and, and make contact. It, we develop content and we bring them in and we capture a little bit of information from them and start that ball rolling. We don't use HubSpot, but we, it, it works. This well, concept well, works. What's great about your website, right on that front page, it says, I am a, and then they mm -hmm. choose their roller persona. I am a person looking for a blah, blah, blah. That goes, I don't, I'm sure that goes to a form or to somewhere. Oh, of but, course. But yeah. That's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. You're one of the 2% that's built their own system. That's my superpower. Yeah. I'm a technical guy in a non-technical yeah. industry. Yeah. It, yeah, we do that. We ask them, are you, uh, define who you are and what you're looking for. And we capture that information and we show you different information based on what you come to, came to the site to do. The reason that yeah. works is because it tells people, Hey, this is for me. I'm in right. the right place. They're going to make this easy. Exactly. Um, exactly. So the other thing that's great about economic development, if you think about it, what most companies struggle with social media is content. Inventory is dynamic. You almost always have some new product that hit the market or, or that you can promote. All that data that you throw into the HubSpot knowledge base, that actually boosts your search engine optimization results as well. Because there's more content here. Yeah, way Right, more. exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's so, good. That's good. Yeah. So what if somebody... What if somebody's in a different kind of economic development role? Let's say they're in a workforce development role. How does something yeah. like this help them? Got it. We had a local economic development agency. They got a bunch of grant money and then they went out and spent it all on billboards. And I think they did some digital ads and it drove people to a website where you could go on and look at the types of clusters and job clusters in our community. And then as soon as you clicked on one, it might take you, if you're a job seeker, to a, a community college. Now they're immediately off your website and you've totally lost them. You have no idea what happened. Or it would take you to a job site and then you're off their website page and you could go look for a job like Career Finder or one of those, monster.com. To me, I looked at that and what are you doing? All you're going to be able to do at the end of the day is say, we have a billboard at this street and 3,000 people drive by a month. Okay, we got some web traffic and they were on the page for two minutes on average, which is good. And then what happened? It's at the at then what happened part where they have no idea what happened. Other economic developers and workforce development are smart. They're going out and they're interviewing the biggest companies and they do a BRE, but they're asking them workforce questions. They say, are you hiring? Are you growing? How many people do you have that are going to retire in, in, the, in the next year? Do you have a plan to replace them? Do you need help? What are the skills? How can I help you? And they track that as a ticket. And then they go to work. And then they track the outcome. So most BRE visits I've seen in other systems grab a bunch of information for reports and go, a lot of people have challenges in this area. Okay, so what? What is the action step? And can you report on it? And can you make a difference? So now we can track how we're helping those employers and quantify it. And it's real simple. When we close the support ticket, we ask, what was the result? 
oh, I did this and this. Cool. How much time did you spend? Three hours. Great. The, so for workforce developer, they can use this. Also, I've got a, some clients that work with job seekers. They're big on this in Canada too, by the way. So a job seeker can come in. MZ's got a great solution for this where a person can say, I'm looking for a job. It walks them through this little process so they can update their resume. But my clients are providing one-on-one handholding. And at the end of the day, they've got a body of talent, a person, and they say, hold on a second. Uh, I can introduce you to the hiring authority at six companies. Who do you want to meet? Now you can make a connection. Gotcha. Right. Think about that from a talent talent attraction perspective. You got to make you got to make it easy for people to get a job. You know why? Because they have never been trained to go find a job. That they can true. drive. Mm-hmm. They can drive around their city, look at thirty different plants, and look at it and go, "I have no idea what goes on behind those walls. I don't know how to get in touch with those people. And if I fill out an application, I'm probably never. I may never hear back. Why would I waste my time? I don't even know what to do or how to do it. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. And that is literally just from you keeping track of your contacts and the companies and interfacing that information with the, giving that information to the job seeker or connecting them or that's all from keeping track of information. That's a challenge. Every community is facing at this moment. Every community needs workers. And yet we have people because we know that we have a massive underemployment problem. Completely. Right. That is interesting. We we have to make it. We have to make the connection, make it easy. I'll give you a great example. I met a young guy and his wife at a networking function a couple of years ago, super sharp. And I said to him, what brought you here? He had just moved to the area. And he said, I'm looking for a job. I'm like, what's your background? And it was in like astrophysics or something weird. And he said, but I don't want to do that. I I was in the Navy and I, I just, I want to be in sales. So I had him send me his resume and it didn't, he didn't profile as a sales rep on paper, but I met him and I knew he would be good at sales. So I called up three CEOs that I know here in town. And I said, look, I'm not sending you this guy's resume. You need to meet him. All I'm asking you, you take, go meet this guy. He got a job offer. He's been working for the same company for three or four years now. He got a job offer without the, uh, because he's the right guy. But I just know you fit here and I know this guy and he'll take this CEO will take my call. And if I tell him to meet somebody, he'll do it. Your workforce developer should be that guy. Right. That lady, that connect. That is exactly the case. Yeah. Interesting. That is good. I hadn't thought of that. I don't think a lot about workforce, but um, yeah, that I can see how that's exactly how that would work. Yeah. That Talent is- attraction, same deal. Yeah. Good. So what else? What other challenges? What what are you seeing in the seeing out there in the either coming at us that maybe we're not prepared for or something's going to be different? Oh, I know. I've heard a lot about privacy and email and Apple has this new thing where wherein they mark all of your emails as being opened and they give you a private email address every single time. How does that change this? Do we know yet? Does HubSpot have an answer? Is is there some way around this? Great point. So it does impact email open rates and insight to that. It does for sure. So 
that's and nobody's got a great solution for it because quite honestly there's no workaround there is no way to bypass or hack what apple's done and if you don't want to be tracked on your phone then you need so it's i believe it's only tracking emails opened on your phone i could be wrong about that but if you have an iphone you need to sign up for that also, if you browse websites, you should do in private browse and take some steps there. Brave and there's another is a good search engine for that. And there's another one called DuckGo. And you could use what's called a Tor browser, but it'll hide your IP address. So you can still browse websites anonymously. You just have to know how to do it. Gotcha. Now that's, that's working against the marketer, but it just makes marketers, they have to be better at inbound marketing. You've got to want people to subscribe to your content, to your channel, to say, hey, I'm okay with hearing from you because you send me good stuff. You send me things that help me on my buyers. And I think that's the key. As yeah. marketers, as economic development marketers, we have to send good stuff. If we're inviting site selector, site selectors on the other side of the country to our little events that are taking place in our community next week, you know, that's not the email that we need to be sending to them. And, and that's just another strike. And right. you're only going to get so many strikes before, exactly. even though you're the one doing the pitching, you're striking yourself out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Excellent. Tom, this has been good. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, just another one too. Yeah. Compliance, project compliance. Sure. You got to have a system for that. We've heard it's horror stories, right? A company agrees to get so much money. Some governments just keep writing them checks, whether they meet the agreement or not. Oh, right. Or mm -hmm. even beyond the term. We set up HubSpot so that it helps you track and stay on top of that. So you do a compliance visit after your project is won. Oh, gotcha. That's a whole nother thing to keep track yeah. of. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So we, we collect problems for, with the economic developer surface, and then we go add it to our system, build it out. And cool. Hopefully that helps guys. And it's, you know? I think the thing that's great Fun. is we all mostly have the same issues and problems. And so if you build out a solution yeah. for one client, you have that to sell or to provide to others and works out for all of us. Yeah. And we get excited about it. We're, we do want to help. And we'd love the opportunity just to show people how an easy system can support their efforts and actually go to work for you. So much software is disconnected and it works against us in our day-to-day -day life. If we want something that supports our efforts and makes life at work easier. So you can sleep. Exactly. Good. Yeah. Um, hey. Yeah. Good. Hey, if any of our listeners want to reach out to you, what is the best way for them to do that? Do not go to HubSpot because if they get their claws into you, they're going to show you HubSpot, which is awesome, but it's not HubSpot for economic developers. So if you go to us first, you'll see how HubSpot works for economic development. But yeah, our website is convergence with a dash or like the minus sign crm.com. Good. Or just no, type in uh, HubSpot, for, HubSpot for economic developers and RSEO kick in and you'll find us. Excellent. Good. Yeah. And we will link to you from the show notes. And I hope that I hope some of our listeners reach out to you and uh, you're able to help them because you've helped me just talking through some issues in the past. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate you being on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me. And I'll continue to be an avid listener and reader of, uh, of your good content. Thank you so much. All I'll right. Talk to thank you. you. Take okay. care. Bye. 
been listening to the Econ Dev Show with Dane Carlson. If you're an economic developer who never stops learning, for more expert strategies, fresh insights, and new ideas to take your career, organization, and your community to the next level, visit us on the web at econdevshow.com.